guys thanks a lot for joining in today uh, you know we have had a lot of guests from different industries in the past but none so much interesting as what session which we have today which is wow. around uh, which is around cryptocurrencies and blockchains and the hottest market in the in the overall ecosystem which is which is currently there um, sure. satvik is uh, the founder of unocoin um and satvik has had a very very illustrious illustrious past before unocoin as well and probably satvik would talk about that more uh, but he is the founder is the co-founder of unocoin this is the first cryptocurrency exchange in india uh, and they you they established they were they were established back in 2013 2014 and uh, they have also been one of the front faces you know for all the uh, you know people who actually were head to head with the government against the whole <laughs> cryptocurrency bill uh, and all the inner stories of how things worked and all can probably people can probably touch upon that bit as well but uh, satvik first of all welcome to the builders club thank you thank you very much um, so satvik uh, you know i personally have been a have been a fan of what you people have been doing but would love sure. to know a little bit you know why don't you introduce yourself to the club a little bit about yourself and then probably we can deep down into your overall journey where did you start um, and sure. where exactly did suddenly you know blockchain come into the picture come into your life and how did how did unocoin happen sure so i'm satwai kishanath the ceo and co-founder at unocoin so we started unocoin in the year 2013 um, so we are we started as a platform for indians to buy and sell bitcoin so later on we added merchant gateway services and then an exchange along with about 40 different tokens um, and now even a lending platform so we serve about 15 lakh indians with a team size of about 45 of us and uh, and our aim is to make sure the the cryptocurrency um lamp uh, continues to glow in india and is reachable by everyone yeah okay okay thanks a lot for that for that small introduction satvik satvik why don't you you know we would love to know your initial journeys as in where did you did you do your studies what were your first jobs and where did the whole crypto you know the bitcoin bit start you know how exactly did the thought of starting you know come into your mind So I, I I did my engineering from Sidong Institute of Technology in Tumkur, so that's my hometown, right? So when uh, when I was doing engineering, I was already into some kinds of businesses where I was offering server space for people who are coming to a particular cyber cafe, um, where I always used to visit, and uh, then I used to uh, get mobile phones from Bangalore uh, for my friends. um so so the jobs are electric couple of like uh, revenue streams mm-hmm. i i already had and then i also started developing websites for call centers in bangalore uh, when i was in the second year of engineering um so yeah i mean i had comparatively a good engineering life um i should say where i was able to both learn and also uh, was able to earn Uh, just after that, I got into an MNC uh, called Cognizant Technologies uh, as a programmer analyst. Um, so where I worked there for about a year and a half or so, 
uh, as a developer and um, a quality analyst. And just after that, I uh, went to Australia for doing my masters. Uh, so it was MBA from Melbourne Business School. Um, so just after, uh, I mean, while I was doing that, I wasn't used to comparatively a lot more business opportunities that existed in and around there, both online and offline. Um, so I, I also got into the habit of uh, writing scripts in a virtual world called Second Life. Mm. So it's like a 3D environment. Once we log in, we see ourselves like an avatar. It's like a game, uh, but not really a game. It's more like a simulation. So every person, every avatar you see, there is a real human behind it. So everything built is built by one or the other residents, mm. etc. So um, I was offering custom scripting services there. I started with that. Um, so, and uh, the way we earn money in uh, the virtual world, um, Second Life, is through a closed loop currency called Lender Dollars. Then I had to use uh, their own exchange uh, for converting the Lender Dollars into uh, into American Dollars. Uh, so, about two billion dollars is one American dollar, in fact. So, after doing that, I had to use PayPal to bring the money from US to India, um, where they used to charge about uh, 0. No, 3.9 percent as transaction fees and another 3 percent as conversion fees when they convert the, the dollars into Indian rupees. Mm. So in that way, I used to lose about um, 7 percent of the money uh, month on month. That quite has tried to add up. And that's also the time when I uh, started looking at the alternatives of how to bring the money uh, with uh, less cost and as soon as possible because PayPal was taking more than a week. Um, from from one end to one end to deliver the money to the bank card. Um, so yeah, that eventually made me stumble upon Bitcoin. Then I was looking at what exactly is happening in the Bitcoin space um, in India. I got to know about a meetup uh, in Bangalore, happening in MG Road Rock Cafe, Hot Rock Cafe. And yeah, when I went there, that's where I met other photos of Unocoin, in fact. But however, at that point of time, they are the organizers of the meetup. Uh, trying to spread the word about the Bitcoin. So all of this, whatever I'm talking about, is happening in the year 2012 and 2013. So uh, it was a good year for uh, for Bitcoin, where the price, if you see 2013, the price has gone up all the way from $16 to $1,050. And the way the price increased, more and more people started coming for the meetups. People, just, people started to bring some cash, hoping that there will be some other people in the meetup who would uh, be able to sell them Bitcoin. So then we saw, yeah, I mean, there is like developer countries already have solutions like Coinbase or Bitstamp or Mt. Gox, etc. And we don't have such kind of solution in India. Maybe this is a business, maybe this is a business opportunity uh, which we can utilize to build up a platform. So that made us to put together UnoCoin, um, and we did launch it in uh, December 2013. So that makes that makes it uh, the eight-year-old company, uh, serving the Indian market uh, with the cryptocurrency-related trades and activities. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry. So, um, so that's uh, so basically everything started off with a meetup, is what I understand. Yeah, as far as the UnoCoin is concerned, yeah, it, it was through a meetup. That's where I met the other co-founders, actually. Yeah. Uh, who I'm working with now. Yeah. yeah, and Sunny and all of these guys you met there at the meetup itself. And Yeah, who, Sunny was the organizer of the meetup. 
ஒர்க்கிங்ஸ்ட்ரீட்ஸ்ட்ரீட்ஸ்ட்ரீட்ஸ்ட்ரீட்ஸ்ட்ரீட்ஸ்ட்ரீட்ஸ்ட்ரீ
so 15 totally. to 18 18 is when the whole ico thing started so would love to understand from you the whole ecosystem uh the journey that you have seen as uh, you know as a as somebody who has been in tune with the cryptocurrency and the blockchain ecosystem because i think majority of the times nobody was building anything on blockchain then in india at least everybody was yeah. trading right uh, and had now that's true yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah even today that is kind of true i mean the if you see the number of people who are trading the number of people who are building right so yeah. uh, it could be like 95 to 5 yeah. uh, kind of kind of ratio but at that time it was much more less so on the other side if you um, yeah talking about the uh, the the ecosystem itself so yeah yeah when we got in to say maybe within the first uh, like 6 months we were only able to sign up about a couple of thousand of users because yeah. that's pretty much uh, the being the only platform in india uh, so that just means that very less people knew about uh, about bitcoin yes. and advantages and such So usually, because also the people who got exposed to it because they have some cousin in US or Japan or something like that, or they were talked about it through a friend, and they have taken some time to read. And even the amount of information that was available on the internet at that time was very limited in nature. Yeah. So it, they had to literally go. There was nothing, not much of YouTube videos and such as well. Yeah. So people had to literally go and uh, read the forums. Um, are related questions or something like that to understand different different small small pieces of concept and try to put all of them together to kind of get their head around uh, a concept like uh, bitcoin which comparatively was complicated at the point of time yeah right. so but however that uh, on one side the uh, regulations wise um, there were a country i mean i think japan was the first one to say that they are accepting it as a legal tender so that kind of changed it uh, quite a bit of it and on the other side we have seen uh, china banning bitcoin every single year i guess so this time it, it was like seventh time or eighth time that they keep on publishing that they are banning bitcoin that is like one thing that we have seen again and again and again and then the mistakes that a uh, lot of international exchanges were doing and losing lot of customers money um, every second month or every third month there used to be a huge news that uh, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of bitcoin was lost yeah. uh, from different different exchanges uh, it goes some in europe some in us and some in japan so that's one thing that we have always seen it has comparatively reduced at least since what since two years i think so people have become much more serious people have had um, the exchanges have already have enough money to and on the other side the media which is doing a very good job which did not was or was not interested in doing this um up until 2017 i think so after that uh, media has been actively involved in talking about what is cryptocurrencies and what is bitcoin and now it's kind of um, a common man know about it yeah so that's what is the kind of situation that we have you know eventually had happen and when it comes to the price variations in bitcoin 2013 was one of the like, really crazy years uh, where we saw the price go up by 70 times 70 Yeah, and then we saw to go to seventeen, where it went up by fifteen uh, times from one thousand dollars all the way up to fifteen thousand, and this is the next one another year, two thousand twenty-one, where we have seen it going all the way from about uh, 
10, 12,000 dollars to some 65, 67 actually yeah. recently. Yeah. So uh, like the third, third boom cycle, I have seen where uh, in a single year, the multiplier, multiplier itself have been pretty mm. significant. But in between, there are always like dull markets. Mm. Uh, where people used to wait after the dull market comes, people just like, you know, it's waiting, like waiting for water in a desert. It's just like that. And that happens for three years as compared to bull market, which usually happens once every four years. Mm. Uh, so that has been the trend. Um, so far, so but uh, yeah, the regulations it's improving. Like there are more and more states in US which actually have given some kind of guidelines. In India as well, at least though, if the not the regulators, the government have set anything precisely. At least officers know what they are talking about, mm. um, and are from GST to income tax or uh, or any other like regulators and enforcement certificates. It's no more at least hidden behind the scenes. It's, it, it, it is literally out there. So there was time between 2018 to 2020 where due to a restriction that was imposed by Reserve Bank of India to the banks, uh, the banks was not able to service the cryptocurrency companies like ours. Um, so we had to actually struggle for 22 months, 23 months with, uh, with almost zero revenue um, to make sure that okay we have enough energy and resources to win at the Supreme Court and then get back to the business. Mm. So those are all like the challenges that we have uh, seen. Uh, definitely no matter what, I would say that this is the time like 2021 is the year where we're actually seeing a lot of good things happen in the crypto space in India. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. So, um, so basically, uh, you know, so guys, I'll just probably open up the floor as well for questions because I know you guys will also have a lot of questions. So I'll not talk the questions because I have a lot of questions. I'll continue asking in between. But in case you people have any questions, you can, you know, you can just uh, point, uh, unmute your mic and ask the question. Uh, the first one can go now in case you have any and I'll, I'll basically continue adding on to it. Anybody of you has any questions around cryptocurrency and blockchain uh, here for Satvik? Uh, the narrator, do you have one? Okay, so I guess, you know, people will slowly start opening up. This is usually the first one uh, who goes in. Sure. Yeah, Chirag. You have yeah, one? I have a question like, uh, yeah. Uh, so I want to ask, like, uh, what is the thing that is needed to be like uh, more explored and like need to be discussed more about in the blockchain world? Like, uh, like currently, like a lot of like uh, around trading and cryptocurrency is being discussed. Like, I want to know what is the things which are applications around uh, blockchain which is need to be more discussed? Sure. So, blockchain as a technology is kind of identified technology which kind of made start, started making buzz from 2016-17 onwards, where the banks have identified that they could use this for specific use cases. It could be supply chain management, and then it could be authenticity of diamonds or such things. So there are like different use cases that people have identified. But however, what is not so far seen is any of these use cases which are comparatively visible for a common man. right? So, which essentially means they are using it uh, behind the scenes within a single company within uh, I mean, among different departments and such but i believe that blockchain is much more superior and powerful than that 
so that is like uh, something that we that we people or the industry should use when there is not enough trust among the parties um so those kinds of like um, say the uh, the I mean, when exactly it should be used so that is kind of forgotten right so but instead they'll try to utilize uh, blockchain as a technology just to say that they are now technically ahead of the curve uh, is where the the challenge has been uh, but however like i said uh, it could be record stamping uh, supply chain management um, so authenticity of anything ex- expensive and exclusive uh, then banking sector especially when they want to open up the peer to peer based lending platforms among people supported by banks and such so those are some of the use cases that we have seen we need to see more to come so none of them are publicly facing yet mm-hmm. so go on go on hey on, on. uh sorry this is ran here i do have a question I, uh so I think one of the question uh, that, that has been kind of running in my mind I think we discussed a couple of times at TBC also is uh, the the biggest issue with blockchain has been its uh, volatility right and mm-hmm. uh, you can't believe in a currency until it basically becomes stable what do you think needs to be done for it to become stable and what is the kind of time frame you think would would need to kind of bring that stability so that it becomes a more uh, an asset which can be owned by more people yeah i mean as of today people are looking it as an asset which can hold value okay so the real use case which is a fast and free transactions when it comes to bitcoin right so that is kind of sidelined already but however there are multiple other projects which are trying to build on that particular use case but however to specifically answer your question so say in the year about 2012 2013 a small news used to make larger variations in prices so the first time when we heard china is trying to ban bitcoin made the bitcoin go down by 50% in matter of minutes that was this was the year 2014 right so but now if these kinds of news are coming then uh, the variations at least is not as intense uh, it may be 5% of it so it just signifies or suggests that we just need bigger and wider ecosystem and number of participants investors believers uh, makes it less susceptible to any kind of news be it positive or negative and that also will make sure the uh, volatility of the prices will kind of reduce so what used to happen at around 10% 20% a day used to be the normal but now it is like 2% or 3% a day is is now the more normal Right, so which essentially means the volatility have definitely reduced. Um, maybe it will take another uh, six years or eight years for this to become like plus or minus half a percent uh, per day, which eventually is more like the dollar to Indian rupee or some kind of relationships which already exist. So for us to approach something like that, we we may be about six to eight years away. But that also one other factor which will uh, make it sooner or later, I mean, which have some influence the price of Bitcoin itself. the cryptocurrency itself so the more price it is um, it actually will become more stable because of the news uh, but however if the entire market sentiment is shaking obviously there will be variations however we have seen the price of bitcoin and average only keep on increasing so that kind of uh, uh, it will take it's a sweet time of about 6 to 8 years is what it looks like to me. Mm. 
I I still think that uh, eventually Bitcoin, at least Bitcoin, amongst all the other coins which are out there, is going to be more like an asset rather than something which people would transact on. Uh, for transactions, probably there there'll be some other coins, and probably a lot of different governments and governments are anyway experimenting with their own coins and everything, right? Satvik, so I basically wanted to get your take, actually. on the whole government angle right so you people have been on the forefronts of the indian government fighting against the whole cryptocurrency movement in itself right not say i'd say cryptocurrency not exactly blockchain um what has been your learnings there and where do you see because this is a global thing which is happening right uh where do you where do you see this this uh, you know this fight of you know governments trying to fight away the the decentralized uh, currencies uh, you know where will the fi- the final uh, you know balance be be hit yeah i mean from my understanding they are trying to build up a blockchain some of the governments hmm. which is probably good idea hmm. um because so they like one party which is the central bank which wants to be the sole authority of regulating how the The transactions are the store of whatever money on top of that kind of database and ledger or blockchain uh, should be like. So that's like the first step. They uh, where I think they are getting it wrong. But on the other side, the entire idea of why we even have blockchain and Bitcoin and why it is trustworthy is because of a decentralized nature. Mm. The moment it becomes centralized, then it just becomes like a digitized form of. Whatever currency or money that we already have, so which is not so super superior, um, because we for those kinds of purposes we have like Mobikwaik and Paytm and so like multiple other wallets and now based applications. So all of that is already doing part of the job already. So um, I mean I don't get it uh, to be specific, but however that's one thing that will happen when that happens is that uh, people will uh, become more tech savvy. People will start loving things that are more digital. Um, people will start learning little things about new transactions, etc., which eventually will actually benefit um, the crypto ecosystem as well. Um, at the end of the day, so that's what I see it. Um, so if, if central bank like RBI launching um, ACBDC, which is the central bank of a digital currency, so it is more like um, RBI taking over Paytm. I don't see that to be too much different because at the end of the day, uh, in this system, every rupee is supposed to be backed by the real rupee. Every digital rupee is supposed to be backed by the real rupee, so that the practice is happening. Or maybe RBI will create its own rules that they don't need a rupee back because they have a currency anyway. But eventually, yeah, being that controlled completely by a single authority will not make huge change, except that. Uh, Yeah, like I said, people just become more tech savvy and become more comfortable with transactions. So if this is not going to add anything much to India, it's not going to. No, so uh, you know, uh, I basically wanted to understand. So every every country right now has some kind of regulations, right? Which which they are they are now coming mm-hmm. up with, and everybody is coming up with their own digital coins as well. So. Are you? Are you? So and also at the same time, there are millions of different currencies also, which are being launched, uh, with different uh, theses, with different uh, ways, uh, with different white papers and different ways of working. 
will there will there be a consolidation in the future or will there be a free market kind of a thing which you see it to be in yeah i think the consolidation is kind of uh, set in stone i believe and be it uh, cbdc among countries um or it could be say regulations the number of different different types of regulations that come up in different countries even that will come to some kind of uh, say a few number probably half a dozen of uh, different regulations which will be shared across like different different countries which follow similar characteristics uh, i think and when it comes to the industries as well the exchanges as such uh, even the number of exchanges that will survive forever so that will be kind of concentrated as well so that is the consolidation is more like economics thing um, it's kind of bound to happen uh, depending upon various uh, statistics and characteristics and situation economics supplies i mean there's like the way to build things right uh, but however that consolidation of consolidation has nothing too much to do with uh, a specific blockchain or the industry or the technology at all hmm hmm cool anybody has a question yeah chandu go on okay yaar mere ko follow up tha fir you you were saying so i didn't speak anything nahi nahi bolo bolo so what i wanted to ask was ki yeah what i wanted to ask satvik so you said that it will take 6 to 8 years and you are probably looking at the prices of a particular coin to go up so that the movement is not that much right like movement is like 0.1% 2.5 2% you can say in a day that's what you're looking at down the line 8 to 15, 10 years you can say so see for for i mean why the gold is not so volatile right which is like three to four times of market cap of what the crypto market cap is uh, so right now there are people who are able to uh, increase or decrease the price because they have deep pockets Mm-hmm. Um, so for that to go away, I mean that used to be much much worse maybe five years ago. Yeah. Because the market cap itself was small. Yeah. So maybe when we are talking about twenty trillion dollar or some kind of market cap like that, I mean market, I mean the gold today is about nine. Mm-hmm. So if you are talking about a bit wise that of gold, I don't think it's it will be too easy for specific. Even someone with deep pockets will be really able to, you know, manipulate the prices. No, I completely understand that thing. I understood. But so my question was, what if the sentiments of the people? Because as governments keep changing their rules and regulations, what if the sentiment completely changes? And uh, from what my point of view was that uh, down the line, after ten to fifteen years, um, if if it is used as a transactional uh, currency mm-hmm. or basic things, then maybe the price of this will be coming down, and it will be more. common for people to use and not as such like a very uh, expensive asset it will be categorization of these kind of crypto assets itself uh, to me it appears like the bitcoin will like, will be more looked at gold uh, look like gold it's like more store of value and such mm-hmm. um, and there'll be a correlation between bitcoin and every other different different cryptocurrency okay the other gold uh, yeah so on those cryptocurrencies maybe say litecoin or ripple or mm-hmm. something else like that is much more suitable for Doing the daily basic transactions, Bitcoin uh, mm-hmm. may actually be may not be a good uh, good idea for that. So you need something uh, which is comparatively minimal because like the trading is kind kind of fixed, um, and then uh, instantly uh, confirmed, right? So with with Bitcoin, you have to at least wait for twenty minutes, which is like one another uh, challenge that exists. Mm-hmm. So and based upon these challenges, there are actually other ones which are doing little better. 
so which eventually is more poised to uh, become like a currency for do the transactions the internet between any two countries or any any person any person uh, and the gold itself uh, look right like it become like the asset class and gold standard yeah. Satvik, one last question. So, when you started, you started around in 2013, right? So, at that time, you looked at any particular exchange. Okay, yeah, the exchange be here. They are performing good in the global markets or in a particular country. Uh, mm-hmm. Even I would like to have something like that. Yeah, the Coinbase was our idea yeah. thing that wanted to go. Yeah, because I was thinking there were not many of them. You had Coinbase in US, then Bitstamp uh, in uh, Europe, which was again an exchange, and then uh, we had Mountbox, which was an exchange in Japan. Coinbase was the only one which was more simple buy and sell and was able to attract people. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of uh, yeah we we we, all, we always look up to them that at least the technology based and what is what should be our next steps. Uh, we usually go and see what they are trying to do. What the trend looks like. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Sure. Hey, uh, can I? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Go on, go on, go on, please. So. Uh, one more question now uh, now that you uh, mentioned mount cox uh, there, there are a couple of black swan events that happened right one is uh, the china banning it's, it's the statement yeah. that china is going to ban uh, uh, cryptocurrencies and the second one was mount cox uh, each of them led to a significant drop in uh, prices of uh, the bitcoin which came down to uh, um, the much lower value that it was in 2017 before it again inched up slowly and then in the last uh, one and a half years has been again crazy in terms of its rise uh, so what is that that we think we have done today which will not cause, uh, cause another moncox uh, in the world though we can't control what the fiat currencies or fiats will do government will do uh, would we have another moncox or are we doing something different about that see at least moncox comparatively was the Exchange where eighty percent of the world's uh, every single trade was getting executed at because at that time we had Bitstamp and the Moundbox. Those are the only two I can remember uh, which were comparatively like well-known exchanges of the world. Uh, Coinbase was just a simple buy and sell platform. They're not like an exchange. Um, and also the intentions and the way the founders have performed at Moundbox um, and they have like so much of issues happen uh, over a period of time. Um, so and which was not. They reported. Uh, so I mean, and then the security issues that they had, uh, etc., not being transparent with to their customers. So there's like multiple things I can point why uh, things really went bad uh, for them. And however, technically as well, they were not uh, positioned enough to serve the kind of volume that they were getting. So they used to have crashes almost every single day, um, and then that gave rise to uh, so many. Uh, exchanges of at once and uh, a lot of them are really, really doing good today um, so and now people and say founders are much aware of uh, how to do the cold storage for their uh, crypto assets of the users uh, what kind of security measures to be taken and then we have better security consulting firms as compared to what it used to be eight years ago um, and then uh, because of the prices of bitcoin and capitalization of every single company like the our exchange and like many many other companies have increased, which has led uh, which has made all these companies to raise good enough money to have a security team in house to avoid these kinds of issues. So I think we are comparatively well positioned, like banks. Um, like however, they do it is kind of how, how we work as well um, to to service uh, the customers. So even if an issue, I mean I cannot say issue will never happen because it's kind of one by 
uh, it could happen but i think no matter what kind of issue i don't see um, any impact that we saw it due to monkeypox got it ram does that answer your question hello okay Hey, yes, I think uh, though there are, there, I don't think so. There are any specific. Uh, no, I kind of agree with Satik. Um, the, the place, the place I kind of uh, struggle is, you know, why it wouldn't happen again uh, is something that I'm struggling to understand uh, because it's a very sentiment-driven thing, and there is nothing that is that is governing it like gold. Sure. But at least in terms of gold. it's a physical asset and moving from a to b basically requires someone to move it uh the yeah. the, the problem that i see with this is another black swan event i don't know when and where it's going to happen again an asset like this can can come crashing in no time um just that that's something that that keeps running in my mind uh trying to understand this uh, not I'm, i'm no trader i'm not uh, big in this but i'm trying to understand this uh, and and been struggling to understand this aspect of it or oh, this a possibility of that definitely exists i think it is kind of will happen um see these kinds of crypto exchanges uh, they, they have the targets for most of the hackers right so because when they are successful in getting into the servers then what they get is like direct money in other cases they get data and then they have to sell the data to make money so crypto exchanges are always like much more vulnerable and uh, Much more lucrative, um, so that makes um, the the good target for uh, all kinds of best hackers that we can see around the world. Um, that eventually means that there's definitely a possibility that uh, an exchange can literally fail um, and lose lot of money of their customers. Um, and then, but however, given none of the exchanges are doing like ninety percent of volumes of it globally, right? So. Uh, all of them are doing. Maybe the biggest ones like FTX or Binance could be doing about eight to ten percent, maybe fifteen percent globally. So I don't know the exact numbers, but however, uh, uh, the stress that we used to have uh, being like one single exchange being the complete player, and also nowadays exchanges are definitely smart enough to do the cold storage thing. At that time, Mount Gox had not done it, uh, which makes uh, the exchanges much more. Uh, I mean, much less vulnerable uh, to losing the money of the customers, even though they had. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it can happen. It is bound to happen. I believe if if not today, it's tomorrow. Um, there will still be some kind of hit that the uh, cryptocurrency would take. Um, but however, that also becomes a part of the history. But the more scary part of why things could really really go wrong is when it, something goes wrong with the protocol level itself. In the protocol, which is like SH two plus six, gets compromised for some reason. Um, then people are able to generate the private keys just through their normal computers uh, by randomly doing like whatever they are trying to. So those kinds of things, uh, you know, if it ever happens, then it's kind of you know gets it really tricky. Um, so, but however, I believe that when that kind of issue ever happens, then there will be a port protocol upgradation, which will again. Protect protect the interest of uh, the asset holders. Right? So that's kind of about to happen as well. Um, so it's, it's it's everything is online. So you can never be sure who will. I mean, there there is no company which can claim themselves to be hundred percent secure. So that's what it is. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I had one question. Can I go? Yeah, yeah, please. Uh huh. 
Hey Satvik, so I've been following the Indian crypto scene, uh, scene ever since uh, 2014-15 and I've been a miner uh, myself as well and I've been an early user of Unicoin, Zepay, uh, CoinEx as well, the earlier exchanges. So I wanted to understand uh, how do you see uh, you know, Unicoin fitting in the scheme of things today and uh, because uh, CoinDCX, Kubeir and all, they are making a lot of noise and they have sort of reached out to the common man out there. And I don't see Unicoin doing that. And I think that is a very good thing that you're not doing it and uh, exposing middle class Indians to a very risky asset. So how do you see the future of exchanges in, in, in India in general? And where do you think Unicoin uh, would come in in terms of, let's say, market share or in terms of positioning and all? And how do you see the scene evolving in the future, let's say, next five years or so? Um, yeah, sure. So I think one thing that we have been compared to be more cautious is uh, not to put, uh, not to give something where our investors can, um, which are like our customers can lose a lot of money with, right? So that's one of the reasons why we have been cautious about what kind of tokens to put. Um, even though they are, are not like something which will generate 50% of returns every single day, um, at least they are not the ones who will lose 50% in every single day as well, most of it. Um, so we have been cautious that way because, I mean, no matter how much uh, we tell our customers to do their own research and only then do the trading. Not everyone will have the time and ability, even technical fees, technically understanding like what it means. Most of the people when they were investing, they don't know what is market cap of that particular coin, how many of them exist, which exchanges are trading them, who are the founders, how much percentage of the tokens the founders have, um, what is the background of them. Um, so without knowing this, because just because they're hearing about it, uh, they're just trying to you know, put some some money in there, right? So uh, if, if it is not well known and have not uh, been uh, there in the ecosystem for at least six months, I'll be much more cautious to include some project like that on Aruna coin. So that at least has uh, made us, even though some of our customers are not doing 50x of uh, the investment because they didn't have Shiba coin or something like that. But however, we are also making sure that they their, their, their investment will just don't go wiped off. Uh, because they did the completely wrong bet. So that makes us uh, to be cautious about what kind of coins we want to list. It's very similar to how, say, I mean, why does SEBI have uh, rules and restrictions of uh, what are the companies they allow to be listed and traded on stock exchange? I mean, they say that the company should at least have three years of um, positive income, so much of market capitalization, founder should be that, for, and trust should be like this. So there's like multiple rule set, right? So and why it exists is because uh, for the for the for the investors protection and that is something that uh, we at Europein as well uh, take it very seriously. But however, when it comes to informing uh, the uh, the the middle class people about this, I think even we are kind of forced to do it because we are uh, one among the many companies that exist in India and we need to compete as well uh, to be there uh, and, and keep doing whatever we are trying to do. But however, we will of course be much cautious about um, how aggressively we want to. Uh, reach out to a common man um, and asking them to use their money a lot of times uh, which is a risky very risky money right so where they'll be using their money for uh, that for rent or some emis or, uh, or something else which is more serious to be put into crypto so we definitely don't want that to happen uh, neither do we want them to take loan um, etc so in, in that way we have to be just a little bit more cautious about what kind of people we want to eventually like target uh, when it comes to market share, uh, I mean, our, our business model is a little different. So we more work on uh, a simple buy-sell uh, for our customers 
um, than the exchange part of the business. Um, we have exchange as well because we don't want our customers to go to some other exchanges just because they have an exchange. Um, so those are our uh, our restrictions of how we uh, were trying to uh, make this. Uh, but however, when it comes to the customer base, uh, I think we probably will be like five to ten percent of the market share. I think so. Coinbase, Coinswitch, Kuber have uh, got comparatively like much bigger audience because of uh, say within the last seven eight months they were able to really do good. Um, to get large amount of common man kind of audience, um, even Coin DCX did it, etc. As well, um, so if I have to compare, if I have to put everyone together, whoever have got any kind of exposure to crypto, if that is my targetable market, so maybe we will be between five to ten percent is what it looks like to me. Yeah. All right, Ali. Thank you so much. Yeah. Interesting. Um, a lot of people are actually building uh, here. Yeah. Hello. Go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. I was just adding on to that. Go on, go on, please. Yeah. Uh, so, Satvik, there is a lot of uh, DeFi applications. And then uh, recently also, like, uh, I read a news that uh, Cream Finance has been like uh, 130 million assets has been stolen. So, yeah. do you have anything to comment on that? And then, like, is it a good investment to, like, a uh, invest on a DeFi or like staking or else on that particular mm-hmm. kind of things. See, uh, when it comes to like how you're diversifying your crypto for portfolio, right? You definitely should have half of it in Bitcoin is what I think. Uh, then the second, ha- I mean, then half of the next half, which is like water. Uh, it should go into the tokens, which are actually building out some kind of use case, at least since one year or so. And the last quarter is what you have for risking on these kinds of things. If it works, it works, else it will never work. But however, given that you have done some investment in Bitcoin and uh, some stable, uh, when I say stable, I, I don't mean to say USDT and such. Um, I mean to say which have significant use case and are working on it um, effortlessly. Uh, that will at least make sure that your entire portfolio will never get into loss, even if you can sell long term. Um, so these DeFi things, NFT things, smart contract based ones, are always risky. No one is reading any kind of smart contracts. Everyone is just blindly trusting it and putting money. Uh, then they are ending up losing uh, tens of millions of dollars, bringing bad news, uh, like bad sentiments to the entire uh, industry. So, but however, this is like, as of rates unavoidable. Uh, so who is getting that money? Who is doing what? It's like kind of unknown. Uh, but however, yeah, at the smart contract level, it's uh, it, it becomes very, I mean, serious uh, issue. Uh, like the way it, it, it's kind of bound to work. Um, anything hacked, uh, people don't get debt or they get just get money. So it's like millions of dollars. So there is more and more incentive for them to keep trying every single hack that is possible across uh, different protocols. And one or other will become vulnerable. It's unavoidable. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically wanted to understand more. So in the last two, three years, so every year there is a new wave which comes in. Last year, everybody was talking about DeFi. This year, everybody is talking about NFTs. So where do you see? Mm-hmm. So of course, these are very interesting applications. And these waves basically means that a lot of companies are starting to work on a problem statement together. And then probably end up, uh, you know, doing, uh, you know, some, some of them would build something worthwhile, which we'll probably see in, in some years to come. Uh, wanted to probably touch upon mm-hmm. the whole NFT uh, space because you know we're seeing a lot of traction happening 
from everyone in the ecosystem, right? From Binance to Coinbase, everybody is launching up a NFT marketplace. Does Unocoin also have those plans? And where do you see this whole NFT thing uh, going now? I think NFT again is like how the at one point of time we had ICO bubble and DeFi bubble and then it got bursted. But however, there is a small amount of projects which will sustain for long term, keep building. So I think that will that will happen in the NFT space as well. Uh, the number of uh, NFTs that was released uh, and the number of people who are holding it for long term, I don't think there is enough number of end users, so which is kind of challenging because uh, NFTs is more about end user who want to own the possession of it and keep it forever. Um, is, is is where you know the, the tricky part is, um, and because it can only be bought in full, it cannot be like partially sold and bought makes it more tough like the number of buyers probably may not be enough in in, in the world because let's say now how many people uh, in the world have bought an exclusive costly painting it could be like 0. 0.0001 something like that but when it comes to nfts if you distribute it probably it needs to be like two or three percent which means at least 20 uh, percent i mean 20 times more uh, uh, buyers are anticipated but actually they don't exist so and when it comes to the marketplace um, again is like where these NFTs keep on changing hands from one person to one person. So as an exchange, I think they can obviously facilitate even we want to do it um, sometime in in the near future, where we allow our customers to swap the NFTs among themselves for some X amount of money. And that's, uh, I mean, th- that's like a marketplace by itself. It's, it's as simple as that. But we releasing our own NFTs, uh, trying to do something with it is comparatively unlikely. Ram, you want to go? Yeah, I have one more question. So I think it's going to be very tangential. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I just looked up your profile and the first thing that caught me is uh, you started your life playing around with Second Life. What are yeah. your thoughts on Metaverse? A Second oh. Life or a Second Life? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, think, I think it is definitely a uh, very very interesting uh, thing. I mean, th- these things existed in the world, uh, say, many years ago, but now it is getting built in a decentralized manner. Uh, so that's what uh, the change is. And now there is more ecosystem uh, around it than um, someone completely being controlled, uh, controlling it in, uh, in the initial places between the year 2015 to 2020. Right? So that's what is like uh, new uh, from what I can, uh, uh, what I can see. However, given that I'm coming from the same space, I definitely know how good or how, um, I mean, how the economy can get built. Um, and given nowadays people want more social life uh, online, um, actually can kind of push the adoption of that, uh, adoption of that uh, through these kind of decentralized methods uh, is what it is kind of appearing to me. Um, so yeah, th- th- this will definitely have if it's not now, maybe in another two years, uh, it, it, it will have a great future. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, the moment I saw Metaverse, what came to my mind is uh, Second Life. I still remember people trying to recruit talent on Second Life. It was big. Companies <laughs> are me on Second Life. It was big. And it, it, it all happened in two years. And then two years later, it died down. So still wondering about it. Yeah, um, I mean, people try, sometimes works, it doesn't work. It then depends upon the cost involved and uh, the time taken, right? So 
if it is more uh, better to do it that way than hunting for some agencies uh, giving some profiles and such sometimes you definitely find great talents there for sure yeah Hmm. Okay, guys. Anybody else has a question? We'll probably have one or two more questions, and then we'll wrap up. Okay. So, um, Satvik, I had a, I had a question. Um, sure. So, um, this uh, currently uh, from a blockchain perspective. So, of course, you're a you're an you're an exchange. So, Uno Coin currently is an exchange, and there are so many other exchanges also which are out there. where do you where do you see the future of exchanges going because exchanges the way i am looking at it is uh, it's it's a uh, it's a it's a place where transactions happen right currently it's still mm-hmm. kind of private but do you think the governments might actually try to regulate it and bring it under their roof and trying to try to merge them together how exactly do you see the whole uh, you know the the future of the exchanges the crypto exchanges going I mean, I don't know about marching. <laughs> mm. It's kind of perfect, but however, regulations will definitely have to come because everyone have a little bit different rules of how they want to do the KYC, how they want to recognize payments, incoming payments, outgoing payments, and then uh, how they want to treat the GST, how they want to treat the income tax, uh, the categorizations and such. So these things uh, can only be you know made like in a specific way if there are uh, some kind of regulations. Um, So yeah, I mean, this is like kind of very, very neat for the government to do it because I mean, as of today, say I can just go to my exchange Uno Coin and list a coin called SATH mm. uh, and be able to sell it to some people because people are buying it anyway, and whatever I sell is my money. Let's get up it. So which is not supposed to be possible, which means. um the regulations will have to come up else there will be exchanges which actually do just whatever i said um and the loser will be the 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 normal man the common man common investor so to protect them definitely the regulations will have to come mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i agree and um, because i think you you already spoke about it uh, but from an adoption perspective uh you know where do you mm-hmm. see how do you see the whole adoption drive happening in india and how much how much of a role has pandemic played in this whole thing i think pandemic if at all has helped this kind of the this particular industry mm-hmm. um, is what i think given there are more people at home especially the housewives um, who are now looking at better opportunities to invest because they have lesser expenses um as compared to if there was no pandemic mm. um, so that has made uh, new new investors who are investing for the first time in their life but to actually buy cryptocurrencies um, uh, but then it comes to the india as a whole is one of the like very young countries given the average age of an indian is of around 27 28 years makes it very uh, very good uh, for the very very good Uh, positioning as a country for something like uh, cryptocurrencies to thrive and you know uh, keep it going. Um, so when it comes to adoption, the other side is that uh, the education to people. Uh, so there are a lot of companies, I um, mean, which are like exchanges who have their own educational portals 
we have one as well that we have started called university uno university one mm. so where people can take courses about bitcoin cryptocurrencies in general glossary of terms uh blockchain ethereum I mean, those are like the common topics that that we talk about uh, so that exist um uh, so i mean as long as we are able to reach uh, a, a a common man to talk about bitcoin i mean we, we definitely don't want to influence them saying okay yeah like buy bitcoin it will become double in few years or few months so that's not that pitch that we want to do uh, but we want like how um, whatsapp want a common man to know about internet and how to send messages um this industry also wants a common man to know what is bitcoin and how it works and they just stop there it's up to him maybe that he want to do it, get up investments or something like that Uh, but that's kind of done quite well by media the companies across uh, india so it's, it's it's going much more stronger faster and keeps going yeah and satvik what is the future of uno coin where do you see you people heading because i, I remember earlier it used to be just uh, btc then it became btc eth then it became btc btc eth and usdt uh-huh. now you have a host of other things that you're doing you've also done partnerships now people can buy uh, tickets on book my show using cryptocurrency uh, via uno coin yeah. so a lot of these very interesting partnerships have also happened where what's the future of uno coin what are you planning in the next one or two years mm-hmm. um so oh, i think like going forward uh, the exchange like us will continue to take the uh, take the natural progression of exchanges i think uh, i mean see uh, how we educate uh, people i mean there's like different part it depends upon the country and such but when it comes to exchanges um, it's kind of following margin trading or it could be futures adoptions on the other side lending allowing our customers to utilize their cryptocurrency and actually have some kind of liquidity and pay some interest so these are all again like some of them are comparatively more on the gray side of things i believe but uh, the, so we want to do some of them only after we have strong regulations in place anyway uh, but right now oh, in the short term it's 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 the growth is what we continue to focus on i uh, want to make sure that the different platforms or the different features that we have built uh, for our customers are uh, are like well known to our customers um so that will again uh, we keep shouting at whatever different things our customers can do and such mm. but as we continue forward yeah there are like different different things that uh, that these uh, you know so whatever is possible in the world of commodities um equities uh, our banks all of that is actually possible in crypto like none of that is not possible so which essentially means uh, it's a ocean of things that we can do it could be as simple as uh, helping like wealth management uh, advisories go from that side to all the way up to uh, like helping our customers to get the best exchange prices from different different places to otc for uh, high net worth individuals or corporates So all 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 those community exists uh, in in our roadmaps as well, and we will build it when it is right time. Nice, 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 nice. Fine. Uh, any last questions from the audience? Chandu, Chirag, Durga, Munib, Iqbal. Okay. Cool. I think uh, Satvik, it's been a very very interesting conversation. Yeah, we'll probably if uh, you know also want to. So this this whole Uno University thing, uh, there are a lot of people within the community who want to learn crypto. Uh, would 
probably love sure. to have a chat around if we can have some sessions from the university around building stuff on these different channels and if you can educate the people yeah well it's, it's actually a program it's actually a portal so okay. people can just go and get registered there um, okay. and there are like courses for bitcoin cryptocurrency ethereum blockchain etc etc so all of that will have some certification so it is just like made as um, oh, a way okay. for a common man to just get themselves um, adequately you know get Got enough it. knowledge about so, cryptocurrency so, and blockchain so not so not that's anything like one way communication not anything to build on on over 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 these things not yet um see they they cannot like learn how to build a blockchain but they can learn the basics of how the blockchain work and then the, the, these could be the first first things that they do and then go to advanced things um, mm-hmm. anyway Definitely. but also one other thing i would highlight before i question is uh, that we are running a festive offer on uno coins whoever are signing up uh, will be getting 300 rupees worth of bitcoin for free as soon as i get verified so i encourage the members of and that's kind of 300 rupees of investment to bitcoin free of cost nice. um so i encourage the members of this group and their family and friends to take advantage of uh, so yeah. yeah guys i have put the link of uno coin on uh, on the events chat also there is a snapshot of the event just take the snapshot post it on social media with your experience uh, satvik how was your experience how did you how did you like the session um, yeah, this is this is actually the first session i'm trying to do on discord um in fact even though i had this when i was doing few things on uh, on discord in the past but never gave a session but this is definitely good i mean there are so many other communities on discord as well um so and getting on the voice and uh, talking to people just as if we are in the same room it's like a virtual meetup yeah, kind yeah, of thing yeah. it's, it's definitely good thanks for inviting me to to something where it makes sense right so it's like the founders of different startups it's like a good audience for me to talk to yeah 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 good 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 thanks a lot satvik for doing this uh, you're a busy man thanks sure. a lot for doing this on uh, on saturday and night uh, i think it's any which way 10:30 thank you for inviting uh, glad uh, i could be here um, thanks a lot satvik take care thanks a lot guys for joining in we'll just end the session here uh and and we'll see you guys again next week take care